My name's Joe. Sorry, I didn't introduce myself. For those on Zoom, it probably says my name uh, across the bottom. So you should have got that by now. Uh, I'm one of the leaders at Crawley Community Church, and it's a real privilege to speak to you today in our uh, Knowing God by Name series. Um, and today we're looking at Jehovah Sid Kenyu. Um, and you can't shout at me if I if I pronounce that wrong, but it means God, our righteousness. Um, and we're just going to look at uh, uh, who God is as our righteousness. Uh, righteousness is about uh, uh, the one who is right, being right with God. Um, as we look to God um, and who he is, he is ultimately right. He is the definition of right. He is just um, and he is right about absolutely everything he is. And he says, I am the Lord, your righteousness. So I just want to spend the next few minutes uh, looking at what that means for us. Uh, we're going to read in just a moment from Jeremiah 23. If you want to try and find that in your Bibles, again, it will come up on the screen in just a moment. Um, but just to give you a bit of context uh, to the passage we're reading, um, we're at a time before Jesus has come. Uh, where God's people had forsaken him and turned to serve and worship other gods. Uh, the people had been led by a string of wicked kings uh, who didn't care for God's people as God had asked them to. Um, and it's into this context that God speaks to Jeremiah the prophet about a greater king who is to come, uh, the Lord, our righteous saviour. So let's read together Jeremiah 23 uh, verses 3 to 6. I myself, says the Lord, will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for, for David's or from David's line a righteous branch a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous saviour. So into a moment of desperation and of great terror, fear and destruction, God speaks to comfort his people and he brings this promise. I will raise up a righteous king, he says who will reign with wisdom, with justice and righteousness. And his name will be the Lord, our righteous saviour. God is a God who saves. He is a saving God. For any of us who know uh, the joy of our salvation this morning, it's great to be able to call on God, the God who saves. Uh, in a time of global uncertainty, where fear is seen everywhere we turn, it is amazing to be able to call on the one who is love and to know that his love casts out fear. Salvation is not about a feeling. At times we make mistakes, we mess up. Salvation is about us knowing who God is. It's about our identity that God gives to us. Jesus is the one righteous king, the one prophesied in this text. And so it's about us knowing our identity as those who have accepted Jesus who have known our own sins and accepted the gift of forgiveness made possible by the death and resurrection of Jesus. And as with so many other elements of Jesus' life and his character, we get to share because of what he has done. So we are because he is. I am because he is. We love because he first loved us. 
we have hope because he is the God of hope. We are free because he died to set us free. We have peace because he is the Prince of Peace. We have joy because he's given us a spirit of joy. And so it is because he is righteous. He has made us righteous. Philippians chapter three, verse nine tells us we don't have a righteousness of our own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Righteousness comes on the basis of faith. And we have been unable to live up to God's standards and his perfect law. And so we need Jesus. We are made righteous by our faith in Jesus. There's nothing we can do to be made righteous. Romans 3 reminds us that we aren't able to do it by ourselves. We are unable to live without sin. And so it is only by the one who fulfilled the law by keeping its commands and lived a life with no sin that we are made righteous. On your screens now, let's read from uh, Romans 3 verses 20 to 24. No one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. No one will be declared righteous by the works of the law, it says. Righteousness is given through faith. Romans 10 says Christ is the culmination. That means he's the climax. He's, he's completed what the law required. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. You get the picture this morning. This is something that is available to everyone, to all. Whoever you are, wherever you're watching this this morning, wherever you're joining with us from, this is a, an opportunity. There's an opportunity this morning for you to respond. Everyone who believes and put their faith in Jesus can be made righteous, can be made right with God. Many can't accept the free gift of salvation that makes us righteous, but neither can they live up to the demands of the law. In Jesus, the fulfillment of the law is complete. God is satisfied that the death of his son is sufficient to cover the sins of each of us. Because of Jesus and his righteousness, our relationship with God is as it would be had we been able to fulfill the law itself. This is part of the amazing inheritance that we get to come into, we enter into. It's part of the joy of our salvation. It's what allows us to find our identity in Jesus alone and to need nothing else. We are because he is. We are righteous because he is righteous. So if Jesus is our righteousness and God is satisfied with his righteousness, how are we to live as those who have been made righteous? If we've accepted Jesus' gift of eternal life, our righteousness with God through his death on the cross and we've made the decision to follow him, to become a Christian, which by definition means to be Christ-like, to live as he lived and to do as he tells us to do, then our salvation is based on our dedication to him, the laying down of our own lives and our own ways and choosing to follow him and his ways. We can often get confused by grace and works 
accepting the free gift of God, which is his righteousness, and therefore us not being able to do anything to achieve that or work that for ourselves. And we can confuse that with works, the outworking of our salvation. The outworking of our salvation and our faith is married to our deeds, to the things that we do as a result of the faith we have. James uh, chapter two says, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Now, this isn't a gospel about performance. It's about a gospel who understands the performance of Jesus as completely sufficient. And in understanding that, we can understand that working out our salvation is different from working for our salvation. That's working out our salvation is different from working for our salvation. If you want to enjoy more on what this all means, uh, just read through Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8. You get the idea. Don't stop reading there. Uh, Paul's letters to the churches are full of this truth. Uh, and you can enjoy that. But let's just read for a moment from Romans chapter 6, um, verses 13 uh, to 14. It teaches us that in light of us being justified and made right with God, it tells us this. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. We live out of the, identif the identity we have and in knowing who we are because of Jesus. 2 Timothy says, pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace. The way we are to live as those who have been made righteous by God is to live as Jesus lived, to do as Jesus did, and it is to sound like him. It's to act with love and compassion like he did. It is to serve as he served. It is to care as he cared. It is to bring peace and joy and goodness and kindness as he did. It's to fight against injustice and poverty. It is to love our enemies, love our neighbours, and to love those who persecute us and come against us. It is to give generously to others and to God, to share from all that he's given to us, whether that is much or whether that is little. It's to guard our hearts and minds so that our thinking and processing is guided by the spirit. And it is to enjoy the fullness of salvation and the abundance of life, both now and as we eagerly await the life to come. Does that feel like enough to be getting on with? Shall we pray together now? Just where you are, if you want to close your eyes and join me as we pray. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the righteous one. You were promised before you were born on this earth. Lord, you are righteous. You are the definition of righteousness, Lord. We thank you that for our sake, you made yourself become sin, to know sin. But you knew no sin. And so we might be made righteous. Lord, we thank you for the transaction that took place. We thank you, God, that you are satisfied with the sacrifice, with the, um, the way that Jesus died for us to make a way for us to be uh, clothed in righteousness or robed in righteousness, as Isaiah 61 says. We just ask, would you help us to accept this free gift, to know we don't have to earn it, we don't have to work up for it, Lord, but out of 
a result of our identity, our new identity as sons and daughters, that by your spirit, we get to live as you lived and as you called us to live. We get to do things as you've called us to do. We get to act in the way that you modeled and in the way that you call us to live and act. And so, Lord Jesus, we just ask, would you help us to live in this identity? Lord, as we love others, as we love you, as we worship you, as we look around us to how uh, and what you want to do about bringing your kingdom to Crawley and to this world, Lord, we just ask, would you help us send your spirit to be with us in Jesus name? Amen. And uh, the Bible says we live or we walk by faith and not by sight. Again, we are made righteous by our faith in Jesus. 1 John 1 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're called to pursue righteousness and to flee from our sinful desires. Maybe you watching this today are ready to make a decision to put your faith in Jesus and to take this step to accept him, that he and only he has made a way for you. In light of every thought you've ever thought, every word you've ever spoken, every action you've ever done, we give it to him to offer and we take him up on his offer, his promise of life in all its fullness, eternal life. And if that's you this morning, I just want to invite you wherever you are to close your eyes and to pray this prayer. Repeat it with me. So we say, Lord Jesus, today I want to take a step of faith. I believe that you lived and died for me. And so I want to give my life to you. I'm sorry for every thought, word or action that goes against how you have called me to live. Please forgive me. I receive your forgiveness today. I receive your righteousness today. Thank you that you rose from the dead and you invite me into a new and eternal life where I can be with you forever. Amen. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer today, I'd love to invite you to just drop us an email or drop us a message. If you're over on Facebook, drop us an email to hello at lovecrawley.co.uk because we'd love to help you with your next steps of following Jesus. And just as we close uh, this section and I hand over to the swans, I just want to remind you, you are because he is. We are righteous because he is righteous. He is our Lord, the righteous saviour. Jehovah Sid Kenyu.